Welcome to the Digital Selling Secrets Podcast. In this podcast, you will learn how to use technology to increase your sales and save time. Please subscribe to Digital Selling Secrets for updates on new episodes. Hey, welcome everybody once again on another great episode of Digital Selling Secrets. And I'm your host, Jerry Moneycarote, and my co-host, Gary L. Dennis with Unbiased Data. Um, and uh, real quickly before we uh, hit things off, a uh, huge shout out to our sponsor, Odds Marketing. Odds, thank you so much. Everybody, please check them out. One more thing, got a bit of feedback the other day from my friend Drew regarding what we do here. Um, you did, most of you know that we have podcasts and a webcast, and those who are watching it on the web, um, he said, for him especially, when I do this, it's very distracting. So Drew, this is for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so everybody, we have a fantastic guest today. Uh, it is uh, Shay Robottom, and Shay Robottom is an expert on video creation on LinkedIn. She has almost 70,000 followers on LinkedIn, just LinkedIn, man, and uh, hundreds of people that engage with her content. And today, we're going to be talking about going viral on LinkedIn on a limited budget. And before uh, we kick things off, I just want to say, Shay, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. And um, would you tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Jerry, for the intro. Um, so I am a content marketer. I am one of the fastest growing video influencers on the LinkedIn platform right now. Um, my background is primarily in uh, video creation for social media platforms. I recently sold my first agency and refocused to uh, provide content strategy and marketing solely on LinkedIn. So that's what I do now. I help individuals and businesses who are struggling to create effective content that actually gets them a result. I help them to create and streamline these video content strategies and get their target market to see them and pick up the phone to do business. Awesome. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. And, and I've obviously seen uh, Shay's videos. I mean, she has 70,000 roughly uh, followers and mm -hmm. it's interesting. There's ways to get, get followers on LinkedIn. You know, you just, you just get connected to people, but I think what really makes somebody stand out is when they, they put out, not only do they have the followers, but when they put out content, those followers are engaging with their right. content. And that's one thing I've noticed about Shay's content is she gets hundreds of people liking, commenting, and, um, you know, the, the con it's really interesting, the conversations that, <laughs> that, that I see, see on some of the posts. And, uh, you know, I think one was, you, you mentioned your dad on one of the posts, and then it was, uh, everybody was commenting on that. And do you remember that? I guess you probably remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely. And engagement is king. Like, I'm glad you brought that up because I literally just posted a video. I, like, it went live a few minutes before this call, so I'll see how it's doing. But it's literally all about uh, followers versus engagement because you said the magic word. Like, it's about engagement. It's about comments. It's about how many people are actively engaging with what you post current day? So, um, so, so that means yeah. when, you're, when you're saying engagement, it doesn't mean just likes, but it's actually commenting, right? Comments, yeah. I would actually value comments over likes just because comments actually create community on a channel. Um, they open up the possibility of really great conversations, you know, healthy professional debates. You know, that's what I go for is if I can get a reaction, if I can get people to stop, 
and contribute to this piece of content to share their thoughts in the conversation, that's a win. So, and, and I do have, you know, I have grown a lot of followers for just getting on the platform last year, but you know, I see so often on this platform pages with hundreds of thousands of followers, even millions of followers, and I'll go to their posts and they have like no traction. It's very bizarre. Like they have all these followers they've built up over the years, but like somewhere along the way they lost their momentum or they got lazy. They just weren't providing value anymore. So that engagement really dropped. And it's fascinating to me because LinkedIn is actually a really exciting place because you can be a small page and still reach a ton of people. Right. I, and I, I think that's a good way to, um, you know, I don't know if it's a, official or anything, but it's a, it's a way to gauge, um, how legit, and, you know, for lack of better words, how legit somebody is on social media, because I've seen it on Facebook too. And especially with all, you know, people getting their phones out and getting in front of their Lamborghini, that's their uncles or uh, it's not some car lot somewhere, or they're, <laughs> They're standing in front of a mansion that's uh, across town that's not really theirs. Yeah. And, or, I mean, it, the list goes on and on, but it's hard to uh, find – it's hard to build trust digitally. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's one thing that I've looked at, though, is when you go to the site, if they have a million followers or thousands of followers and they got, like, one like, something's up. Right. Yeah. And I, and I actually, you know, you bring up a good point with like the cars and the sort of like shallow uh, content that we see on social media because social media is a highlight reel and people don't want to really share the struggle, the human side of what they're going through. But that is what builds trust. As you said, you know, you need to figure out a way to get your audience to uh, respect you enough to come back again, to engage your page over and over again. For me, I see a lot of um, uh, people on LinkedIn that are reluctant to post anything that's not actually pretty dry and pretty vanilla because it's a business platform and they're scared and they're like, you know, I, maybe they have a boss and they're concerned what their boss would think if they get too vulnerable. Maybe they are the owner and they're afraid as, a leadership, in a, as someone in a leadership position, they don't wanna expose any potential weaknesses. But the reality is we're human and when we're on social media and we're only seeing the highlight reel, when something human pops up, something relatable, something vulnerable, that builds trust. That makes you stand out and makes people go, oh, wow, they were actually providing real value, talking about a real struggle they went through. I can relate to that. I don't see really anyone else getting deep like this. I'm going to follow this guy. You know, so I always tell people, don't be scared. Vulnerability is actually a strength, not a weakness. So uh, when you when you say that, uh, how um, how would that person create that engagement with the uh, with the audience? Yeah, well, there's a couple ways. Um, great content is always going to be engaging, you know, no matter what. But you always want to have like a CTA, a call to action. Um, right. I, I call them healthy CTAs because I think, especially on LinkedIn. CTA can get misconstrued as like a message, a direct call back to your business, which I actually don't recommend you do on most of your content. A healthy CTA is actually just prompting the viewer to engage the discussion that's relevant to the video you're releasing. So, you know, let's say I'm doing a video on followers versus engagement. Hey, you guys, you really need to look at um, the quality of your engagement and don't worry so much about the followers, focus on providing value and getting people to comment on your posts. 
you know, I could have a CTA at the end of that saying like, what, what engagement rate do you average on posts or what are some tricks that you've done to get better in engagement? That sort of thing. That's a great way to just, you know, end the video with a question for the user and then prompt them to hopefully, you know, engage the post. Shay, I, I got a question for you. So a lot of our audience are sales managers and corporate sales professionals. Okay. So they My have, <laughs> and they have, let's say, let's imagine here they, they have a, a manager, not mm -hmm. that, not that familiar with LinkedIn, you know, LinkedIn's mm -hmm. just where you go to get a job, right? You know, yeah. it's, it's not a, you know, it's not a, so that's the mindset, right? Right. You're, you're, if you're on LinkedIn means you're, you're, you've posted your resume, you're looking for a job. That's yeah, where a lot of people do even now yeah. still think that. Yes. Right. Or you're a salesperson. Right. Yeah. 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 Or you spam it, spam the people. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but this particular salesperson and, and salespeople to sell anything, they have to, someone has to know, like, and trust them. Right. And so there's only so many hours in the day and they, and he or she has this idea that they want to use LinkedIn to build relationships and they think video is probably the best way, but they're afraid because they don't want to look, you know, dumb in front of their manager or in front of their colleagues. And a lot of times I know from personal experience, you look kind of dumb when you first start out and I probably still look dumb when I do videos, but when you're nervous. You yeah. Oh, thanks Jerry. Well, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of funny that you bring that up in respect to sales guys, because I actually noticed that the, the best salespeople that I've worked with are people who are unfazed by rejection. Um, people who aren't trying to be friends with the prospect. They're okay with the prospect, you know, uh, having objections or challenging them because they're, they're comfortable and secure in their self. They can handle rejection. Mm -hmm. I really think it's the same with creating content. Like you are going to have some videos that maybe don't get the reaction you were looking for, or, you know, um, maybe you do embarrass yourself a little bit starting out cause you're just getting your feet wet and like figuring out your, your groove in front of camera and what works. I actually think sales guys are perfect for this. And that's why I always tell companies I work with, you know, turn your sales people into LinkedIn video creators because sales people are often okay with embarrassing themselves or, you know, getting rejected or having to kind of like fall on their face a few times to, to, to get a result. Um, I think salespeople are great. If, you know, they put themselves on the line every day, they put themselves out there every day. Video is no different. You know, actually getting on a sales call for me is scarier than creating a LinkedIn video. So, you know, just flip that perspective. I think, um, just as you said in the beginning, it can be a little nerve wracking, but once you kind of get over that hump and start getting traction on your post, getting the engagement, that validation is oftentimes what keeps you going. And it's really exciting because LinkedIn is so generous with the organic reach right now. It's not the same as trying to start like say a Facebook blog from scratch where your videos, you can be doing videos for month, months and still never get a video that breaks, you know, a thousand views on LinkedIn. If you do videos for just one week, you'll probably already be in the four digits, which is really um, encouraging for users to keep going. Very interesting. Wow. Yeah. That is, um, go ahead. Go ahead, Gary. Well, I was just curious. So there's a lot of different, obviously within corporations, there's different brands. And I know with your videos, they're very, they're very unique, right? They're different and, and they align with your personality from what I, what I've observed of you. Um, I mean, very, very, very art, very almost artsy. 
kind yeah. of. Yeah. Uh, um, should obviously everybody shouldn't have the same style as you. Do you have mm -hmm. any ideas around, uh, like, as far as styles go, like aligning with their personality, with their brand? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I do kind of, you know, pretty regularly get people to ask me, like, hey, you know, I want to engage your business. I want to learn how to do LinkedIn videos. But, like, you know, I'm not as pretty as you, Shay, or, like, I'm not as bubbly as you. Like, what do I do? I do think it's very important to stay true to your own personality and not, you know, try to just be Shay, for example, because her videos seem to work and she acts this way. Uh, it's a slippery slope to do that because at a certain point you actually might arrive with a pretty valuable audience, but now you're stuck in this brand that isn't really you and you, you're going to be itching it more and more to be yourself. So I would always encourage people to be themselves and you know, as far as, um, you know, I'm not pretty and I'm not blonde, like no one's going to stop for my videos. Like I, I do think that there is a, <laughs> There is an advantage right now on LinkedIn to being a woman. Um, not, you know, not, not going to get into my theory of why I think it's easier to get uh, attraction on your videos when you're a woman on LinkedIn. But actually men get a lot of engagement on this platform. And one of the companies I'm currently working with, uh, I work with a guy named Ahmed. And I, he's not blonde, you know, but he is releasing these videos consistently. And he's a consultant. So he has a higher ticket item, you know, it's like 10 to $15,000 for his offer. And he's attracting uh, three to four, he's closing three to four deals a month now through LinkedIn, just from releasing videos consistently. Yeah. And it's not like he's, you know, like crazy big. It's not even like his videos are reaching like tons of people. It's just they're reaching the right people. He's consistently showing up. He's top of the brain, you know, and for his audience. And he's having massive success on the platform. So I always like to call people out when they're like, you know, but I'm not you, Shay. It's like anyone can do this. And, he, and, and he's, he's also, um, he's a sales guy. So that helps. <laughs> now that's really encouraging to hear because, uh, you know, when I look in the mirror, I'm not pretty nor am I blonde. So <laughs> I that's, think you're uh, pretty. Point. <laughs> I, I think you're very pretty. <laughs> hey, thank, you, <laughs> thanks, Shay. That you means should, a lot coming from you. <laughs> you should see him when he has his wig on. I mean, it's... <laughs> Yeah. Have to spit or drink. <laughs> hey, that's that's one way to get attention on LinkedIn. There you go. Where you're with. <laughs> so you know, Shay, this kind of organically goes into what we wanted to talk about next, which was uh, so if you're being authentic online, how will that help you develop that relationship? Now you talked about Ahmed being able to close those deals. Mm -hmm. um, so how does that translate into um, developing a relationship and then ultimately getting a sale? Yeah, definitely. You know, I think it's just the classic, the classic line, like people do business with people, not businesses. Right. So, you know, establishing that trust over time and really like it takes, gosh, I don't even know what the number is anymore. It takes so many repeated exposures now to even like engage a brand or an ad. I don't know if you guys like get retargeted on Facebook, but like, you know, it'll, I'll, I'll get shown a product sometimes. 20 times before I'm finally like, you know what, this is really relevant to me. Like they're like, I'm going to click on this. So just staying in the newsfeed and staying relevant. It's, it's not like the person who saw your video, engaged it, thought it was super valuable, decided to go back to your page and click follow for more updates. It's not like at that stage, they were thinking to themselves, 
I'm eventually going to do business with this person and I'm going to, I'm going to buy from this person. They're not thinking that you just provided free value for them. They're just thinking, Hey, great. An, another source of information on LinkedIn. I'm going to, I'm going to follow this chick or I'm going to follow this guy. Right? right. It's only once they're exposed to you over and over again, that, that thought kind of marinates. And then they think like, how could I work with this woman? You know, she just, she continues to provide me value week after week. How can I, let, let me, let me actually go read her summary now. Let me figure out what she's all about. How, how could we work this in with our business? You know what I'm saying? So it is a nurturing process. It does happen over time. Um, and I do think a huge element to uh, getting someone to that stage is getting them to trust you. And that has a lot to do with just providing value and not asking for anything. Let them decide on their own, you know, to click back to your page, like engage your business and then call you. Great, great point, Shay. Um, okay. So switching gears a little bit. So I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Grant Cardone and I know, I know you are. Yeah, well. me too. Me too. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm, I'm going, um, excuse me. I, I'm, I just got invited onto the Elena Cardone podcast. So I'm going to be on oh, the wow. women in empowerment. Yeah. So wow. yeah, awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Hey, everybody, uh, all our uh, listeners and viewers out there, make sure you check that out. All right. Yes, I will be posting it on my. I'll be promoting it on my LinkedIn page as well. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, that that's really cool. Yeah. So, so being a big fan of Grant Cardone, and, yeah. and there, there there's uh, others out there that uh, you know Russell Brunson, and mm. th there's now these and Harmon Brothers. We just had Harmon Brothers on on our podcast, and but these people they have teams, right? They have teams that are helping them put together yes. video, the content. And one thing Grant Cardone has said in the past and, and, uh, love his content. I mean, it, it's fantastic, but he says, you know, you should be almost like all places. You should be on Facebook. You should be on, on pretty much all the platforms. So when everybody, when every, you know, anybody turns their head, they're going to see your content. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you're one person starting out, Mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. so much time to try to yeah. try to be everywhere. Plus, I mean, I know you, you edit your videos or you have somebody that edits your videos. Yeah. I have a team of editors mm -hmm. and that takes a lot of time too. If you're just starting out. Yeah. What, um, what, what's any advice for somebody when they're just getting going? Should they be try to be everywhere? Should they try to be one spot or what? Yeah, no, I, I love to answer that. Cause that's a great question and a common one I received. So really for me, um, you know, I have the unique experience to see a once in a lifetime opportunity on social media when it occurs. Um, for example, you know, when I first started providing video content to Facebook blogs, I, uh, I, I had already missed like the peak Facebook growth. Like if you started a Facebook page in 2011 to 2013 and just posted every day, it was really easy to grow a following Facebook like LinkedIn is now, Facebook then was giving a very, very generous reach on their content. So that's done. Trying to grow on Facebook organically, it's still possible, but it's a lot slower. It's kind of more of a pay to play model. Those that are gonna pay are gonna grow quicker at this point. Well, now it's shifted and now LinkedIn is in that phase where it's really easy to grow. They are giving, they, they want to encourage you to create content. So they're showing your content to a lot of people. So to encourage you to do it more often. So for me, you know, what, and, and I wasn't actually really trying to grow my personal brand at all when I first stumbled across LinkedIn video. I was just experimenting and I found out pretty quickly how amazing the opportunity on LinkedIn was. 
But I will say I did not heavily invest in a content strategy on the other platforms because I was running an agency. You know, I was still the COO at my, my last company there. So I did have limited time and I was smart enough to understand, look, right now we're in the gold rush of LinkedIn. If I just, if I try and spread myself too thin and, and create content on all these platforms that really aren't that generous right now, except LinkedIn, I'm going to just take away from what I could be building and, and generating all on LinkedIn right now. So I went all into LinkedIn. I didn't really, you know, I, I, I would post on the other platforms, but it wasn't like a priority. I was just focusing on LinkedIn, all my eggs in this basket. Let's grow as quickly as possible. Let's take advantage of the time is now. And, and then, you know, that was a little over a year ago. Um, I would say within the past couple of months, especially since having started going viral pretty regularly on LinkedIn, now those other platforms are just naturally growing. Like the overflow from LinkedIn is happening. So had I invested all that time, I might have, yeah, I might have grown, you know, uh, a couple hundred followers on all those other platforms combined, but like it wouldn't have been worth it because it would have just taken away from LinkedIn, which is, you know, where I'm casting the net the widest. And then those people are now choosing, and I have it on my LinkedIn, you know, all my other channels, but those people are now choosing to go subscribe to my YouTube, to go follow me on Instagram, to go add me on Snapchat. Um, that's how you kind of build. But if there's an opportunity to grow massively on one platform, I always suggest you put all your eggs in that basket and just take advantage because the other platforms will follow suit. So that's awesome advice. That's awesome yeah. advice. Thank you. That, yeah, that's a really good Thank point. You so much. Uh, on the editing side, how important is editing? I mean, because people see LinkedIn and, you know, obviously. The highly polished videos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I can speak to that. You know, social media has very different standards when it comes to production quality. I have uh, increased the production quality on my videos as of recently, but truth be told for the first, oh gosh, I, I want to say the first eight months, I did everything on my cell phone. And I had minimal editing. I mean, I, yeah, I slowly over time ramped up the editing, but even in the beginning, it was just a plain video. I did always subtitle because I understand that a lot of people on LinkedIn are at their desk at work. They're on the subway. They don't have headphones. They can't listen with sound. So it, you're not going to give them the option to even give you that view or that engagement if you don't have captions or subtitles. So that is a really important aspect to subtitle your videos. But beyond that, as long as, as, long as like you're lit okay and like we can see you and it's not too shaky, cell phone videos are fine. And, and actually people prevent themselves from just starting at all because they don't think their cell phone is an option and they think they need a really professional setup. That's not the case, okay? We've all shared a viral video on social media that was like a user-generated clip shot on someone's cell phone. It, right. It's not television. It's not like when you go to the movies and you're expecting a cinematic, you know, beautiful experience. We aren't, we aren't really expecting that on social media. It's nice, it adds something, but it's not necessary. As long as the quality of your message is clear and valuable, that's what's gonna carry you. So by all means, if you just have a cell phone, start today with what you do have now. Great, great. And I know we're running short on time here. Just last question. Yeah. Um, so you have these different platforms and every platform has kind of a different culture to it. You know, Facebook mm -hmm. is kind of the friends, they're hanging out, they're you know, sharing their highlights, Instagram stories, you know, pictures and videos, but it's not real uh, sophisticated business type stuff. Yes. What, how would you describe the content you should put out on LinkedIn? Well, that's a great question. I, I think, you know, for B2B, 
marketing specifically, there's no reason you shouldn't be on LinkedIn. No reason. The organic reach is out of this world right now. There's no platform with a, a higher quality of audience. Everyone on LinkedIn is educated. Almost everyone on LinkedIn has money or access to money or resources. Almost everyone's a decision maker. So really you like, for example, if you're B2B and you're doing a paid strategy, like you're paying for ads on Instagram or Facebook, but you're not doing organic on LinkedIn, you're just, you're, you're missing out on so much free exposure. It's free. You don't even have to pay to reach people right now on LinkedIn and it's a better audience. It's a lot harder to show up in the feed of that business-minded individual and that decision maker on Facebook because people aren't on Facebook to do business. They're not logging in looking to be sold. They're yeah. logging into LinkedIn though. And on LinkedIn, they might be looking for a vendor, a partner, a, you know, an employee, whatever the case may be. So I would say if you have content developed already for other platforms, post it on LinkedIn and figure out over time, you know, how to make uh, more original content for LinkedIn. But if you have content in a backlog somewhere just sitting there because you've been using it for other platforms, by all means, recycle it. Start posting it on LinkedIn. I think you'll be surprised. You'll get way more traction there. And um, like I said, just you know, try not to come off too silly. Really, your content should be providing a valuable message, just something that's going to engage the audience, get them to say, wow, this person did me a favor. This person provided me value. I'm going to now follow and trust this brand. Fantastic. Wow. Hey, that's, that's so awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. Great advice. And um, obviously, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, what's the best place? Well, definitely follow me on LinkedIn, you know, <laughs> linkedin.com slash in slash Shay Robottom. Um, that's my domain. But you can always check out my website, www.shayrobottom.com. There's more information about my business and what I provide there. And there's also a form that you could fill out if you'd like to set up a call with my company. Fantastic. Well, Shay, th thanks for joining us today. And for those of y'all that are viewing, uh, stay tuned for more future podcasts. We're on most major platforms and the videos obviously are going to be on our Facebook page at uh, digital, digital selling conference is our Facebook page and digital selling secrets is our podcast. Thanks again and look forward to the next one. Thanks Gary and Jerry. I had a blast. Thank you.